0: This week's podcast is brought to you by Pulse Lighting, a leading full-service national lighting production company for concerts, events, television, and music venues. From lighting and set design to programming and equipment, Pulse Lighting manages the entire visual side of performances. Their 19,000-square-foot Nashville facility houses two state-of-the-art design suites, a 7,500-square-foot storage facility offering custom-built, climate-controlled storage lockers, and an expansive rehearsal area. Pulse Lighting space is available for rent for rehearsals, private industry showcases, video production, and photo shoots. For more information on Nashville's Premier Lighting Production Company, go to concertlighting.com or find them on Instagram and Twitter at pulse underscore lighting.
1: Coming to you from the ugliest building in the Gulch, it's the Nashville Scenecast. I'm your host, Maddie Gerard. Today we have a special interview for you to listen to. A couple of weeks back, staff writer Stephen Hale traveled out to Leaper's Fork to meet Amanda Shires, a Nashville musician who's been nominated for the Americana Music Association's Emerging Artist of the Year Award. The two talked about Shires' time in Texas, her role as a mom and a woman in the country music industry, as well as some at-home gardening tips. After that, we'll be playing a clip of her song, Harmless. As always, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And don't forget to rate us and leave comments. Thanks for listening.
0: You're coming up on a year that your album came out. Yeah. Um, and you, in, in one of my favorite little... Blurb's we've ever had published in the scene reviewed your own album about yeah. a year ago. If you remember that,
2: yeah, I do. I remember it was the best you, album. Of you the called year. it the
0: album of the year. Yeah, yeah.
2: it do, is because it is.
0: But yes, uh, I think the way you put it was, uh, it's the best album of the year. I D G A F. it's the greatest. Yeah, what well, I loved it too. I'm curious though. On a, a so a, sort of a year out from putting that out, does it mean something different to you? Do you think about it differently? Those songs are they sort of. I with, think with a remove from them
2: yeah i think when i made the record i was pregnant with my daughter and um and i had to i was dealing with a lot of how do you be a mother and a songwriter and um you know a wife and a side player and um how do you make room for all that and still have time to write and record music and um i think i was opening for somebody and their tour manager said so you're just going to be a stay-at-home mom i was like <laughs> I'm not going to, but if somebody wanted to do that, that'd be fine. But I was just looking back on it now. I made that record as a sort of insurance to myself, like to make sure that I would have part of my identity still when I got, you know, when I was done after. Either.
0: That's interesting. Burning the ships behind you sort of thing. Like you, uh, you're yeah. going to have to tour on this and play these songs. Yeah. and Yeah. That's interesting.
2: In a, in. You know, in hindsight, I think that I put a little bit too much pressure on myself because it's not any harder being a woman with a baby in the music business. You're still a woman in the music business. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, so um, I want to come back to that okay. actually, but um, I was curious. I mean, and it's sort of along the same lines. You so you're nominated for emerging artist, I think it's called of the year. Like
2: a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. Sounds like a butterfly. That's
0: right. Well, and uh, and congratulations. I mean, and it's you know. A, Deserved, but I wonder what it's like after what ten years of yeah. playing and recording longer, probably uh, mm-hmm. to have someone even in a in a positive way, mm-hmm. but to have someone call you an emerging artist. I mean, do you, how does that strike I, I you? Does it feel like that's just the process of how this goes, or is that kind of a I've thought weird about feeling? that
2: some, and I I think you would think that if the first record by a person was an emerging artist record, but um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because this album was more. Successful. I mean, at least successful than more successful than the last one, you know. But I don't know how they decide those things. But yeah, yeah I've been at it a while, so um, I might probably not get it because um, I am not technically emerging, and that voters probably know that, and I'm okay with that because I know I'm great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so you came up in Texas, yeah, and you've lived here now for a while. I'm curious, what is it like, or what's the difference, sort of living and working? as a singer and a songwriter and a performer in Texas as in the in the sort of country music space broadly defined mm-hmm. versus Nashville like how are those two different
2: well the th- thing i had a problem with was um i had worked from the age 15 to however old you get when you when it's 2008 20 <laughs> um, something as a side person i played with the texas playboys i played with billy joe shaver i played right. with my old band Thrift store cowboys i played with whoever would have me And um, it was with Billy Joe Shaver when I was touring with him that he wanted to hear my songs. I made a a fiddle instrumental record. That's not what I consider part of my artist records because this was to supplement my income while I was touring as a side person. So Mm -hmm. there's like lots of old traditional fiddle songs and um, uh, there was maybe two songs on it that I wrote just because I wanted to showcase that I could sing without having to pay royalties to somebody for singing, a, covering right. a song. And right. so it was kind of, at that time, I wasn't ever thinking about being an artist. And um, anyway, I was on the road with Billy Joe, and he was like, put that tape in. And I said, okay, Billy Joe, uh, prefer we not. And he <laughs> said, well, we're going to. And then he heard those, and he was like, you could be a songwriter. You could totally be, you sh-, he didn't say totally. You could be a songwriter. You should go to Nashville, move there, and be a songwriter. He said, there's no loyalty inside person work one day they're gonna like a fiddle the next they're gonna like a dobro and then where are you gonna be in that moment i thought he was firing me (laughs) and i was like wow this is the easiest letdown i've ever had thinking in my mind and um i said no no i love playing in your band billy joe i love it it's my favorite thing and um i continued to play with him some more and then the seed was planted and about a year later i sold my record collection and moved to nashville to pursue my dream of being a waitress
0: uh, a side. So the difference. Course. Yes. Back yes. to the
2: difference. So but the difference is the reason I couldn't stay there in, in Texas and be an artist is because I tried, and they only saw me as a side person. Uh, the promoters and the bookers and all that. And you were
0: kind of branded as that.
2: As that. So I had to come start over here. And at that point, I was like, I'm never playing in another person's band unless it's somebody's writing that I admire and I feel like I could learn from that person. Mm-hmm. I sort of stick with that.
0: So you talked about being a woman in the music industry. Is the experience of being a woman in the industry, um, is it different and how is it different being a side person, being in a band and sort of being the person in the center of the stage? How has that experience been different? Because you do both now still.
2: Well, you know, I'm lucky my husband is a feminist Mm -hmm. in in a sort of way, you know. Well, that,
0: I would imagine that, yeah, that that plays a part in what the experience of being in a band When I'm band head- is like, headlining
2: yeah. my own shows and I go on tour, there have been times when we're loading in and the guy's like, that's where you set up the merchandise table, right over there. And I'm just like, Do you cool. pull out
0: the shirt and say, this is me on the merch here? I just <laughs> think
2: to myself, what a fucking idiot. But, um, yeah, most girls are just the merch girl, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. But, the, you know, I also have had experiences... Um, my drummer is black, and I've been into a club where they thought he was, like, going to steal everything. Like, when he came in, he had his hoodie on, and he was setting up the drums, and the guy's like, what are you doing here? But it's not, my problem isn't like that problem, but I like how sometimes it intersects. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, headlining and playing my own shows and going out and playing shows. Um, sometimes leading a band, it's it's difficult. you got to be a little bit um, stern and, like, kind of sift through bullshit a lot. People like to try and pull one over on you. As a side person, you know, I I always direct, too, so if if somebody says anything that I think is off-putting or whatever, I just sort of meet it head-on, and I'm like, listen, I know you think that, but really I need to take a break and go chill out or whatever.
0: You mean chill out to get out of this situation that is making me upset and that guy? It seems to me right now that there's this, not that this dynamic is new, but that women in music sort of have to be twice as good to sort of get that there's a there's a you know and in a weird way in country music again broadly defined mm-hmm. there are a lot of women who are twice as good as a lot of the there's a there's a lot yeah. of great women songwriters right now right. which is a great thing it's it's, but it's also sort of a sign of the injustice that yeah. exists I wonder what and you make so of many.
2: That. there's like you know how many spots do you really get and like in the order, let's just go with charts. How many spots are there? 10, ten or 15 mm-hmm. of the people look at the first, you know, in country radio. The, there's two right now, and one of them's in a, a you know, it's a group. So anyway, they that you have to be twice as good because the, um, it's a patriarchal setup, and they, they pin you against one another because there's only one spot, so the competition isn't, it's rigged, you know, so they want, me and Margot to fight, or me and Casey Musgraves to fight, and we all yes. love each other, but you know we can't really make more spots. That has to come from uh the above mm-hmm. tiers, and they need to get with the program, or somebody needs to fire them. Yeah. And I wish I could. Yeah. Well, maybe one day <laughs> but, um, you can. People love great songs, and that's what I think is is going to win songs. Yeah. Well, you,
0: I, I'm a little. I wanted to talk to you about this, about the same time, I was in a way was sort of hesitant because there's this awful thing where by talking about it in a way, you're sort of reinforcing, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you're a woman in yeah, music, exactly. and it's like that's not a category that need exist, right? <laughs> but right, it, exactly. it's also a reality, and so it's a, it's a very tricky thing. I wonder how do you feel about that talking about it, like when it comes up or speaking out about it on your own? Do you, I think, do you, is it's there that attention because, there? Because
2: you know, you've heard it before, like, there are other people that say things like this is a great woman songwriter, but they haven't had it pointed out to them that or been made aware that, that, um, yeah, but isn't she just a good songwriter on her own? You know? And I think a lot of it's education and like awareness and trying to be considerate. You know, people are are pretty self-absorbed these days. A little empathy goes a long way, I guess.
0: Speaking of people who are self-absorbed, I I was listening to the episode of, uh, Death, Sex, and Money mm-hmm. that you and Jason did recently, which was great. And everyone who reads this should listen to that. But one thing you talked about was sort of after our president mm-hmm. was elected yeah. that it, uh, you know, it got a bit harder to go to the gas station. It did, and this it did. Thing- I mean, we
2: were in California and it was happening during the campaign. It was like not even when he got elected, mm-hmm. it's just, I've never been catcalled and as so hard as... Uh, you know the past year, and I've been touring since I was fifteen. Right, you it's know, not like you. Years. <laughs> it's not like you
0: haven't been on the road. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't need any help pumping my gas, but you know, if you want to pay for it, go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so speaking of songwriters, I think I'm right in saying you're a big Leonard Cohen huge fan. Leonard Tell Cohen. Tell me what Leonard Cohen means to you.
2: Every breathing to me. Um, he, I think, is he writes slow. I love that he wrote slow because How I do you, write slow. What do
0: you mean by that? You mean Literally, it took him a while to write songs. Yeah, like he'd
2: write verses and verses and verses. And I like that. I I identify with that. Um, My husband writes fairly quickly. Um, You know, he could turn a song out in a day. You know, he might revise it, but he he knows how to put his thoughts into words. And I sort of see a lot of pictures or visuals in my mind of what I'm trying to explain. And so it takes me longer. And I Mm want to get it as precise as I can and true to what I'm thinking. But Leonard Cohen started out as a poet and then um, he had stage fright, and I used to have issues with that. There's a lot I identify with. I like mm-hmm. the um, the cleanness of his line. There's not a word there, not a preposition there that doesn't belong there, that doesn't mean something, and it changes the meaning of all of it in this weird kind of snake eating its own tail kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I just, I love it, and I know the productions are hard to wrap your ears around most of the time, but if you if you take the words on the page and the song for what it is I think everybody will learn to love him as much as I do
0: mm-hmm. so you mentioned he started out as a poet and I know you just uh, finished your going back to school and yeah. your master's in poetry Finally, finished. and the last time we spoke you had just lost your or not lost had it stolen or yeah, taken okay, it it and stolen. I, so yeah. you so congratulations on on down recovering down. from that and and finishing do you think going forward um I can imagine all the ways that that goes into your songwriting, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of writing lyrics and things, mm-hmm. but do you think poetry as a thing to itself is something you'll you'll put out lately? I mean, are we going to yeah. get a book of poetry from you or something?
2: Yeah, um definitely. Um I have am having one published this next year. Um I think it's the Birmingham Presser or something like that, but they didn't even know that I was a songwriter. So I, I got accepted on just my poetry. That's so that great was in a way, that was right? pretty yeah. sweet kick ass as hell because poetry is is a really hard thing and there's so many greats that sometimes like with songwriting you just want to throw all your papers down and just say I'm going to go be an electrician um, or something that's more stable but poetry really I like the lens it's so small and um, you can say a lot with very few things and it's it takes time to read poetry I like the fact that it takes time. You have to think about it. You sit in your chair. You have to read a line. You still don't get it. You have to reread it and think some more. I like the solitude. And I like the.
0: It's, it's the antithesis of our culture right now in so exactly. many ways. It's like, you you know, you won't be able to successfully read poetry if you're checking your phone every two minutes. Or exactly. Something. It's like exactly. It, it's, I can almost feel the panic yeah. rising above exactly. trying to think of having to do that because yeah. it's so sort of counter to what we're used to doing right, right now. But, um.
2: And it's it's um, it helps you to reconnect with yourself that kind of quiet and listening to your own thoughts yeah. most people are just too afraid to, to, to be in their room with their own selves for you know <laughs> sure without their phones for what would they do you would you would look inward and figure out you had some things to fix mm-hmm. nobody wants to do that right
0: <laughs> um, speaking of the way that you and Jason write differently in some ways I know you co-wrote uh, anxiety the yeah. song has new record together and um, I wonder if you could kind of talk about your part of that, what, what that song meant to you or the sort of the part that you brought to it, where you're coming from with that and what that experience was like.
2: Well, I, I have had, um, issues with, um, anxiety I don't, when I first, I don't know, 2007 and eight or nine, my grandmother passed away and then everybody was dying and then anyway. Um, so I brought to the table just a my natural gift of panic and anxiety <laughs> and, um, exercises that I do to combat those things and um just a different perspective because everybody has anxiety and worries and whatever but just different extremes and different manifestations and so uh, I I just brought another voice Mm -hmm. uh
0: are you well I won't ask if you're writing I'm confident you are but in terms of your music and Mm -hmm. and sort of whatever album will Mm -hmm. come next Mm -hmm is are you still in a process of I know you're still touring you're still kind of are you still in between those or have you turned the corner yet to go okay this some of these things I'm working on are starting to come together into some new thing or that's where what is I'm that feeling
2: at? I'm feeling a lot less um my last record I felt you know and my other records I felt like it, I've got to do this I got to do it this way or think of things like this and this time I'm just like like ID, give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do as weird and like maybe not commercial as it is, and mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter because whoever dies happiest wins. Uh,
0: wh- where does that, it's funny you say that right after talking about anxiety, those mm-hmm. two things mm-hmm. seem like they would be sort of at war with each other. Where does that um, confidence come from, you think? Um, Just time or doing this enough that you feel.
2: I think it comes from growing up, I guess, growing up and, um, you know, I'm like 35. I think it comes from growing up and like really paying attention to living in the moment. You know, it's a big deal with, with Jason and his sobriety. And I think that some of the lessons he's learned and preached to himself are rubbing off on me in, you know, a good way, obviously I feel. And, um, just to be conscious of your to get all fucking hippie on you your please own, like, let's do it pay attention to each breath like try to remember like if you pay attention to one breath it's like enough time to- mindfulness, yeah yeah, mindfulness kind of, yeah, yeah yeah i'm with you on that yeah. hippie level yeah, I'm, yeah. i need that yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so recently i don't know how long ago it was now but um sort of circling back to politics i know we're jumping mm-hmm. all over the place here but you threw a kind of voter registration show event mm-hmm. uh well, i don't know what you know what you would call it um mm-hmm. what I know what motivated it yeah. generally speaking, but I mean, what, what motivated you to do that? Um, and I know that's, it seems like at least, uh, from the outside, something you've been getting more involved in or more vocal mm-hmm. about, um, on tour and things.
2: Yeah. It, it wasn't a, a thing about parties, you know, it didn't matter to me. Um, it's about participation, you know, um, the parties like to um, take, take polls and stations and make things hard for one side or another and, um, awareness i think i think the whole deal for me was like um to try and bring awareness that you know they're they they do not make it for single women or minorities to exercise their right to vote and so it doesn't matter who you vote for but everybody should have the same amount of ease to be able to mm-hmm. you know like i i think that make it a holiday or something, you know, get a paid day of holiday. I don't know, but I just would have wanted to bring some awareness to the fact that, that we need to do more about that. And, um, that was a way I could help.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the, uh, the sort of group of, uh, women singer songwriters who you're supposed to be fighting with, but yeah. they were all a part of that with you. Yeah. I know. So that's, uh, you bucking that wish again. Big deal.
2: And and again, you know, we didn't have to talk about politics.
0: um, I'm really going b- it doesn't matter. B- b- back I don't and care. forth now, too. i um,
2: uh, You can straighten it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but when you were talking about thinking in pictures, yeah, I meant to ask you about, you know, you just put out this video for Harmless, mm-hmm. which is obviously visual. It's a mm-hmm. video, but it's strikingly visual. I mean, the, yeah. the animation and it sort of really leans into that. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. It sort of just has every other day in my been in my head since it came out you know uh and i'd love to sort of hear what that song means to you and then talk to you a little bit about that video too but i mean there's this thing that sort of haunts me in a Mm -hmm. good i mean Mm -hmm. that in a good way about that song that's like this idea of like love or relationships being Mm -hmm. this sort of live wire that you can get too close to or that you can you know and i may be off on my own thing there, but i wonder what I'm trying to avoid asking you just what does that song mean? But I wonder if you could talk about writing it, what is that what where that song came from.
2: Okay, so whether you're married or you have a boyfriend or whatever, you know, some people, some couples aren't allowed to talk about, oh, I saw somebody that I think's attractive. Look at that girl. She looks cute. Look at that guy, he's hot. Or um, this guy totally just gave me a compliment and it was awesome. (laughs) A lot of people get all jealous about that. And then there's times when you meet somebody and you can talk to them, and they can talk to you, and it is weird, and it's chemistry, and it's not because you're looking for it. And then, then you then you're in the position of of um, the, am I gonna you know see what else is up, you know? And then past that, what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an exploration of that that may or may not that have feeling. happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. It,
0: I understand what you mean, and that comes across. What um, in terms of making that video, I know you and Jason have just. Both release videos mm-hmm. with the same mm-hmm. duo uh, working with them. How did that collaboration come about? Or, or
2: I was talking to um, Joshua Britt in the studio when I was telling him about how I needed a video. You know, I I don't have a manager, so I'm just always talking to other people about stuff. And I don't know why I can't get a manager. <laughs> it's probably because I'm not available. That's all women's problems. If they know that you're married and you have a kid, then... You're not available, so they don't want to be. I don't know. Is, Different tangent. Okay, let's go there. Is yeah. this
0: an this is an ongoing? Have you? When's the last time you had a manager?
2: Six months ago, but I've only ever had two in my whole life. Ah. One I had for six months, and one I had for six months.
0: And is that a relationship in your experience that can be fraught with those sort of gender? Th- yeah, I, definitely. I no, the answers yes, but I mean, it nobody exactly.
2: wants to have an artist that is pregnant i don't see many people that are like oh she's probably gonna go at home and stay at home and eat bonbons all day i don't know i don't know but and because it's not i mean until like pop culture and beyonce and all this stuff it was not you know it wasn't what people wanted you couldn't sell that you can't sell that you have to sell somebody with a six pack or six pack or nine pack of abs that's flirty and kind of Well there's this
0: whole thing of when when famous women would have babies, you would just find out after they had the baby because they had apparently gone away in private and then like reemerged with the child and and uh it's like pregnancy didn't happen for for famous people or something. Yeah, exactly. So weird.
2: Wait, but you asked me a question when I went off that tangent. You
0: were talking about how because you don't have a manager, you were having to talk to oh, Joshua, the Joshua okay. behind Which is the video and things. I never and... know
2: if any of my ideas are good or shitty, so I just try them out. But um, sure. I told Joshua the only video I ever liked of that represented my music was one for this song called Ghostbird. Bird. And um, I was asking him if he did animation, and he said he's been experimenting with it a little bit. And I said, do you think you could do one for Harmless? And he said, I'll give it a whirl, and then... <laughs> One thing led to another, and then we have a beautiful, beautiful video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is
0: that th- something you think you'll want to do again for another song on that record? I
2: want to. I mean, honestly, I'd like to just do all animation videos. So if you guys want to help me with that, you can too. I'm just yeah. taking an audience poll now. I guess. No, that's y'all, y'all great. Y'all step in and help me out. Yeah. For... All you readers and listeners. Yes. <laughs>
0: um. This is another out-of-the-blue question. I'm mindful like of your blue time, blue. too. I'm gonna, We're going to let you That's go. Cool. I've um, got time. What are you reading?
2: I started to read that hillbilly elegy, but then I put it down.
0: Why'd you put it down? I haven't read it yet, yeah, full disclosure. I, but. Think,
2: I think the problem with me is that I am looking for a different thing to read right now, is what it <laughs> it's is. It's a very, very diplomatic way it. of putting I'm that. I'm going to read it, but um, talk about what I'm reading right now. That was the one I just put down, and um, I've been reading my... Like 1956 dictionary mostly.
0: Hmm. For 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 writing purposes, I
2: yeah gather. to build up to build up my precision because it takes the right word, you know, mm-hmm. and to try not use to use things that have more recently become cliched and sure. The older dictionaries have words that you've forgotten that that you could hmm. that are helpful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, um.
2: And I've been reading um the vegetable. No, the guard, the vegetable gardener's Bible, the Bible, the vegetable gardener's Bible, because I've been having a garden.
0: Yeah. How's that going?
2: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, what are you growing? Everything. I'm, cucumbers, a lot of tomatoes. It's basically just a tomato garden. There's like 19 types of tomatoes, and I got them from heirloom seeds. And then um, I'm also growing butterflies, because I have planted a shit ton of uh, heirloom zinnias and milkweed, and I'm growing... Uh, Basil and peppermint because I like to make simple syrup and put it in my mojito and um, oh. watermelons. I got a gigantic watermelon and I, I built this hammock out of pantyhose. And um, so they all are up off the ground and they, they rest upon these.
0: Your your vegetables have a hammock
2: yes. for Isn't themselves. is kind of like? a banana hammock but for a <laughs> watermelon um that's that's so they're my something. types that that from tour rip because you know velcros everywhere on stage for some sure reason. and so i saved them up and i had this idea i could get this watermelon vine up off the ground so i could plant shady things under it like arugula and spinach so i've tied stakes and there's pantyhose all over cradling watermelons it's beautiful i'll send you a picture <laughs>
0: let's yes please <laughs> do um, by my wife is trying to get our garden going as well. She might be interested in that. Tell her pantyhose. that man that
2: Vegetable Gardeners Bible or Garden. That's ve- interesting. Garden Bible Vegetable. It's all those three words together. Yes. And it is a genius book. It talks about raised beds. Talks about organic methods, so you don't kill the bees and the birds. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: uh, not to force a transition here, but it strikes me that gardening is a little bit like that thing you were talking about with poetry and yes. with writing that it's a sort of it doesn't have to be solitary but I mean it's a sort of quiet Yeah, it's an um you task. know right and it takes it takes um you can't do it for five minutes and then no, let it all you go can't. you got to yeah. come back to it yeah. um is that something that you feel like you're attracted to things like that or yes. is that something you've had to cultivate in yourself
2: nope be- I'm attracted to things like that I've, I've, I think that you know on the road there's so much movement and you know, you get in the inertia, and then right. I think that that I, I, I tend to compartmentalize, I guess. So I, I think in that headspace, and I accept that headspace when I'm on the road, but I refuse it when I'm at home. I just refuse it. I live in a, a house where we don't get internet, you know, um, if we want to send witty tweets into the <laughs> air. Which, which you do. I, I don't. Not, I'm not as good as my husband, but... Um, we come to Green's Grocers and we send our tweets. Interesting. So
0: this is where the magic happens, where we're yeah, sitting right now.
2: Exactly. Um. <laughs> Sometimes we can send them from a block, one of these other directions, like at that yeah. Shell station down there. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And the des- the decision not to have internet is about that no, same thing, it, right? It well, not just not to like. It oh, you have it. It just doesn't work. It's not it like a conscious thing it, you've yeah, decided um, to go without. Well,
2: we kind of have now though. You know, yeah. we we don't even we have right. that thing that like satellite dish TV thing. Mm-hmm. It's not worth a damn. You try to record a movie and there's 20 seconds, so you know it's really nice to not have those yes. things. You could, we can watch our computer. We can download Netflix if we go down the street and download some shows and whatever. But mm-hmm. we plan for that. Yeah, it's really nice to to live like this, and and it se- it seems crazy, but. We're not home that much. It doesn't. It seems healthy. we're home, (laughs) we're home, yeah. Right. And then I'm like, sorry, you could call my landline (laughs) because we have one of those. (laughs) But really, like, we're home this week and we were home last week. Yeah. And um, two of those days, I went to New York and we go back on the road for six weeks. So it's nice to do what we're doing and kind of leave it Mm -hmm. like
0: that. I think this will be my last question. We'll let you go. Okay. Um, You mentioned in the beginning that, when you were making My Piece of Land, there was this feeling of, am I going to lose my identity? Yeah. Am I going to lose my artistic identity? Yeah. And I imagine part of just personal identity. Right. Um, so we're a year out from that. You're working on new stuff. Mm-hmm. You have a, on um, what, two-year-old? Yeah, she's daughter. about to be two. Um, how do you feel? How's it going?
2: It's going great. I feel like, uh, I feel, if I could tell myself some stuff that I didn't know then, as we all want to do all sure. the time. Sure. Um, the thing about having a child is that your attention to detail gets so much bigger. Like, um, I, I was watch that corner, like, watch yeah, that. Th- <laughs> but even like seeing her, see her shadow for the first time, like the things that you don't appreciate, you sort of appreciate again. Like she's really into putting water in one cup and then having a lot of cups and putting mm-hmm. back and forth into like, I was like, that's, it is amazing. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. It just to have some she's like a person that reminds you of of all the tiniest things all the time and she's not scared of of bugs so it's really entertaining for me um to test her boundaries and her limits mm-hmm. but um um yeah so the identity thing that what it does to having kids i think for me what it did is it makes me um know the answer to questions sooner yeah i don't know it's just one more thing that makes you more intentional
0: mhm
2: and also, it's like being in love with somebody and the newness never wearing off.
0: <laughs> that's a great place to end, I think. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. If
2: you have any other questions, you can just text me because I don't have a manager. <laughs> no,
0: that's, I guess that's...
2: It could have been hard. Wanting to see if I could get a little closer. And walk away breathing It might have been
1: cheated. Exactly and a few notes. We'd like to thank Jeff the Brotherhood for our intro music. If you like the sound, check out Diamond Way from the We Are the Champions album. Finally, don't forget to pick up the Nashville Scene print edition on Thursdays, or check us out online at NashvilleScene.com. You can subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and please drop us a rating or leave us a comment and let us know how we're doing. Or subscribe and make sure you don't miss a cast. Thanks for
2: listening. Way out in the cheap sea The stars stare blink.